the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Welcome in to the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Anything goes. Anything that's on your mind that you want to talk about, we can talk about. That's typically the angle of the show, but I'm best at money. I'm best at financial issues, so keep that in mind. We can talk anything you want from money to investing in the dollar to investing in Asia to where's the economy going to go now that this quote-unquote recession is technically over. Next hour... First hour, and we're going to talk about stuff that I want to talk about. Second hour, I'm bringing in Erica Sandberg. Erica Sandberg is here to talk credit issues. So we will talk credit card issues. You know, probably how to fix your credit, what's good credit, what's bad credit, when you know you have signs of problems, maybe settling your credit with the credit card companies. Um, For instance, if you've got $10,000 in credit card debt, will a bank take $6,000 and say you're free to go? It's a good question. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about financially, we can talk about. So don't be shy. Let's talk about um, the stock market. Yesterday, we closed above 10,000 for the first time in a long time. It's been about a year. It's been since Lehman Brothers basically collapsed and fell apart. So yesterday, we closed above 10,000, and that's a psychological, huh. It's one of those big... We, we did it. Congratulations. We're up 60% from the March lows. 60%. What a stunner, right? So in March, we were talking depression. Now we're talking end of recession. But we're still having an issue with jobs. Right now, I would say the three biggest financial issues for people have to be housing, jobs, and this whole re- idea of a recession. What's it mean? Putting your heads around it. Now, today we learned that jobless claims fell for the fifth time in six weeks. New jobless claims dropped the lowest level since January, and the prices of many household goods stayed low last month. So the prices of, of household goods, that's tied towards inflation. And one thing you don't want in life or in society is rampant inflation. Rampant inflation is bad. Rampant inflation is bad, to say the least. So we don't want that. But the 514,000 new jobless claims, some people will say, hey, those are the best numbers since January. That's good. It's really not. Any number over 400,000 is bad. Claims are not yet low enough to indicate rising payrolls, but they can certainly suggest the net job cuts are going to be lower. So there's a little bit of positive spin that you could put on it, i.e., we're not losing jobs as fast. Now, inside the inflation report, and yesterday we learned that San Francisco has its highest unemployment ever at 10.1%. Inside these numbers a little bit more, you can see some uh, data tally of uh, people continuing to claim benefits dropped by 75,000 to 5.99 million. And that's what's interesting to note about that is that's tough data to interpret. 
Because at some point in time, not only are you unemployed, you fall off unemployment. And you then have to fall into what's called continued unemployment. At some point in time, you fall off that and you fall into tough, tough doo-doo. You're, you're, you know, you're on your own at that point in time. The government's taking care of you as much as they can. So the continuing claims are problematic because you really can't tell if it's people falling off or if it's people getting jobs. Later on, when you see employment data come out, you, you get a little bit of that. Now, food costs in the other report today, tied towards inflation, they slipped one-tenth of a percent. Lower prices for meat and vegetables. Clothing prices rose one-tenth of a percent. Housing costs were but ultimately flat, all things considered. So that's the data that we're dealing with today. Now, again, the market hits 10,000 yesterday. Today, it's digesting a little bit of those gains. And we're slightly under 10,000 on the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. Keep in mind, the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30 really isn't that important. I think most people would say the S&P 500 is more important but I'm going to go one step further and say that it's a total stock market index, which is truly important. What is, what's that mean? Dow Jones Industrial Average 30 is just 30 stocks. Doesn't mean that much to me. On the other hand, the S&P 500 is a market-weighted index where how Goldman Sachs does and Intel, because there's two of the largest companies in the world, how they do will reflect how the index does because it's a market-weighted index. The bigger you are, the more power you have inside that index. So to me, the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30 hitting 10,000, no big deal. The S&P 500, no big deal. For the large cap portfolios in my portfolio, large cap companies in my portfolio, I do look at the S&P 500, but not too, I don't know, what's the right word of saying here, but not too aggressively is probably the right way of saying it. So Wall Street's partying like it's 1999, 10 years ago, after first eclipsing 10,000. 1999 was the first time we clipped 10,000. Now, 10 years later, we clip it again. So we're partying. We're partying hard. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Now, let's go back to real estate quickly. The housing market, people want it to instantly be revived. It's just, it's, it's going to come very, very slowly. It was a big problem and it doesn't unwind slowly. Big problems unwind slowly. We you know, had 10, 15 good years in, re, in real estate that ultimately we have to say, okay, let's take a breather. So we unwind it in three years. I mean, it's going to be a little bit longer than that. But one of the big key components of real estate are mortgage rates. It's something that it's a concept that people don't really grasp. Can you afford a $600,000 house or a million dollar house or a $2 million house? Likely you don't know. The truth is what you do know is I can afford a $2,000 monthly payment, a $3,000 monthly payment, a $4,000 monthly payment. So mortgage rates are the biggest to me, mm, low mortgage rates, very positive because you can buy more house for your dollar or you can afford more house for your dollar. Mortgage rates for 30-year fixed U.S. home loans rose for the first time since August, ending a streak that helped boost home loan applications and demand for housing. So now the 30-year fixed rate, it started last week at 4.87. Now today it's at 4.92. It's a small move, but if you're a policymaker, you're, you're still satisfied with rates in this area. As long as rates stay under that 6% level, this is golden. I mean, this is a golden time. I've refinanced some business loans from the 7% ranges to under 6%. Golden. I've got a home mortgage under 5%. Golden. Golden. So mortgage rates very, very critical to the success or failure of real estate. One of the things that's going to hurt real estate is two, three, four years from now is mortgage rates will be higher. People oftentimes ask me, should I buy a house now? 
or should I wait for prices to fall more? It's not really the prices that you want to fall or go up. It's, it's how much mortgage can you afford? So the bond purchases of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and Ginnie Mae it brought down yields on mortgage-backed securities and it's allowed lenders to reduce rates on new loans while still selling the securities back um, ultimately. So pretty good rates. Pretty good rates on mortgages at this point in time. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Coming up a little bit later, I'm going to have Kim Commando on the show. Um, wow. This is kind of interesting. You know, I said uh, the Dow was at 10,000. First time since, well, not first time since 1999, but first time it crossed was 1999. And now today, 10 years later, it crosses 10,000 again. And that's, again, that's an index that's not important to me. So anyway, uh, total U.S. debt back then was $24.6 trillion. Now, today, it's $50.8 trillion. That's interesting to note, right? Gold was at uh, two eighty. dollars Now, it's at $1,060. Barrel of crude was at sixteen. dollars Today, it's at $75. So, I think it's interesting to note, and I'm going to get totally caught up in that. Anything you have questions on, bring it on. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Got an email from Sean. Sean says, um... I know that you say it's a rare instance when you think invested in life insurance plans is a financially sound thing to do. Could you give me a couple of reasons why? I've got a pretty decent idea, but would like a second opinion. Reason, unfortunately, my wife and a bunch of others have joined up uh, with Wells Fargo to sell this stuff. And my wife would like me to just sit down and listen to her trainer. I said I'd listen to keep the peace of within my marriage. I'm dead set against buying anything, but would like a little bit more mentality so I can handle this guy. Okay. It's unfortunate that... A lot of people get training in the world of insurance that it's biased. So, and it wasn't Wells Fargo. It's World, uh, World Financial Group, I, I believe is the name of a WFG. It's multi-level marketing. And multi-level marketing typically jumps in on something that obviously can create lots and lots of money for other people, not necessarily you. And it's not necessarily the best product for you either. I know a lot of people who tried to sell Avon and they've got, you know, they have to buy product. And ultimately, they've got shampoo for the rest of their life because they couldn't sell a piece of it. No one wants the junk. So not calling Avon junk, but you get the basic idea. So these WFGs, these, these, the trainers are good. They're real good. And they're going to say, do you really want to put money into an insurance product and get nothing back? Of course not. You're going to get money back. So there's that little tease of like, not no one. No one wants like, for instance, if I could put money into a, a car payment and then Toyota pays me back, you know, half the car payment, I'd be like, sweet. But there's a catch, right? There's always a catch. So there's three types of insurance. Ultimately, there's whole life insurance. There's variable life insurance and there's term life insurance. Now, keep in mind, insurance is there for what? A worst case scenario. You get health care insurance, not because you're healthy, but because one day you might be sick. You get car insurance not because you're a great driver, but because one day you might be involved in an accident. Same thing with life insurance. Life insurance insures your income from age 20 to 60. Now, most of us don't even start thinking about life insurance until at least 35 years old. The type of life insurance you need is term life. It's the cheapest life insurance. And it covers your ages 20 to 60. Let's say you're a 40-year-old man. Get 20-year term. Let's say you're a 30-year-old man. Maybe get 20 or 30-year term covering your, your working years. If I get hit by a bus, the spouse, she needs income that she thought she was going to have from me until age 60. 
Some people say get 10 times your, your, your wage. I think that's too simple. I don't think that takes into account higher cost of living areas like California. So let's say you make $100,000 a year. You get a million dollars of insurance. That's the basic, basic, easiest way to start out. So term covers that term of your life where you're working. That's the idea. Now, whole life, let's say a 30-year-old man gets whole life insurance, and him and his wife, you know, uh, they live till age 80, and he, he croaks over dead at 80. Well, in theory, he was investing in his 401k, and he was buying a house, and at age 80, suddenly she's got a house that's worth a million dollars, she's got a portfolio that's worth a million dollars, and she gets a million dollars of life insurance. She doesn't need it. She's 80 years old. Your kids are out of, out of the nest at that point in time. So whole life, yeah, you can get some of your money back. But you could do better if you buy term life and invest the rest. There's not one financial professional that I've ever met, not one financial professional that uses whole life insurance or variable life insurance. Variable life insurance is just total crap. Whole life has its purpose. Let's say, for instance, the only time I can make a case for whole life is let's say I'm 70 years old, 60 years old, and I'm wealthy. I'm Scrooge McDuck. I got $4 million. And what you can do is you can set up a charitable trust, and I can give that $4 million to Stanford, so Stanford will name a building after me. Probably takes a lot more than $4 million for Stanford to name a building after you, but let's say Scrooge McDuck wants a building named after him. So he he says, you know, here's $4 million. Here's my nest egg. I'm, I'm basically going to screw my wife. You get nothing. She gets nothing. You get the $4 million. I get a, a, a building named after me. Well, because you set it up in a trust, what happens is, and they're more than happy to do this, they'll pay $8,000 a year for your whole life insurance policy at age 60. It's going to be expensive at age 60 because you're a lot closer to death, so the insurance companies have to make their money back. So Stanford will buy a whole life insurance that will last for the whole life of me at $8,000 a year until I kick over dead. And ultimately, they get their $4 million in my assets. And that life insurance policy, $4 million would go to my wife, tax-free. So that's the only time whole life works. If any financial planner out there shows me that they have whole life, I'll change my tune. I don't know one financial planner who's dumb enough to own whole life. I don't know one financial planner who's dumb enough to own variable life. I know a lot of you out there own variable life and whole life because you're stupid and you get sold this stuff by aggressive salespeople who've got good charts and good data. And they all ask that you get the question, don't you want to get some of your money back from life insurance? Ladies and gentlemen, don't do it. Another thing that the insurance company does, just to let you know, here's one of their tricks, is they get quiet. So they'll say, don't you want to get money back? Quiet, 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 quiet. Because the answer is sure. And you can do that with whole life. Can't do it with term life. Term's a lot cheaper and it covers the term that you work. It's a lot cheaper. Let's take a break. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Talk910.com. If you want to get a podcast of the show, it's talk910.com. You can get podcasts of other shows as well. Let's bring in our guest, Kim Commando. She's a technology guru of sorts. Is that the wrong way of re- introducing you, Kim? <laughs> no, guru is cool. That's Go- fine. Okay. Maybe next week I'll call you Buddha on the Mountain. <laughs> 
digital goddess, you know, whatever you want to call me. Now, digital goddess, I like that. So I don't get cool names like that. I'm just a financial nerd. Well, Rob the financial nerd. Yeah, we need to come up with something. Works for me. So anyhow, Kim, yesterday uh, you sent me a press release on something you wanted to talk about, and it, it instantly intrigued me. Walmart introducing cell phone service. Well, you know, this is going to be a deal changer. And I know a lot of folks, when you, even when you mention Walmart, they're like, oh, no, don't get us involved with Walmart. I hate Walmart. Or, you know, we all have our personal experiences with Walmart. When's the last time you've been to Walmart, Rob? I've never actually been in a Walmart. I've been in a Kmart. But no, you've never been to a Walmart? Never been to a Walmart. I don't understand never how... Never been greeted? Never been greeted. Um, it's just, I've always lived in big cities, and Walmart was famous for getting out in the rural areas first before they went to the big cities. Well, see, now you're going to have to go to America's destination. You're going to have to go to a Walmart. But here's the deal, is that it is a deal changer because they have so many stores throughout the country. And they've been testing this quietly on about 234 stores over the past summer. And the reason why it's a deal changer is because they have such a presence throughout the United States. And Walmart has announced that now they're going to be selling cell phones, but cell phones without these annual contracts and cell phones that instead of spending over $100 a month for unlimited access to minutes and text messages and the internet is that now the plan is $45 a month. So it's $45 a month with a cell phone that has no contract. And if you want to pay less than that, it's $30 a month for 1,000 minutes, 1,000 text messages, and then uh, you know 30 megabytes of hopping on the web, which is actually a lot on a phone. Now, of course, you're not going to get the iPhone, and you're not going to get the HTC Touch or something like that. But the phones that you can take a look at, they're from LG, from Samsung, and uh, the phones start not at $200. They start at $40. Now, who are they using this through, Kim? Who's, whose network are they buying the time on? Well, you know, what's interesting is that if you look at the press release and if you dig a little deeper, they're actually um, using Verizon. And Verizon is providing the underlying network. And I don't know what Verizon's like in San Francisco, but here in Phoenix, AT&T is just terrible. I mean, no bars and no places. And um, I have an iPhone regardless because I think it's a great phone. I'm like, remember, I got the phone to, what, make a call? Oh, that's right. But with um, in, with Verizon, they, they seem to have the best nationwide access. And so I would expect that as this kind of hits the pavement and more people get aware of this, that we may be able to see T-Mobile and AT&T and Verizon and Sprint and Nextel and all the others start cutting their prices as well, which would be great news for all consumers. It's interesting that you say that because I think we all, as consumers, have been frustrated with cell phones. Um, it seems like at one point in time, plans were 40 bucks, then they're 60 bucks. Now it seems like you can't get away with anything under $100, Kim. No, it is. And then the only thing you can do is start looking at some of these family plans. So if you have more than one phone in the household, you can start saving some money that way. But we're tied to contracts. Um, my iPhone, for example, that they wanted, they being AT&T, they wanted close to $400 for an upgrade price. I'm like, really? Good idea? I don't think so. And complained. And um, But still, you know, here we are with this type of upgrade. And then, we've, then we're stuck with we can't roll over the minutes, can't roll over text messages. Uh, and we are just tied to this service that doesn't really, if we don't like it, we're kind of stuck with it. Versus if we had a phone with no contract, maybe we could give it to somebody else in the family. Maybe we could move it over along, but we're not tied to it for two years. 
Now, with that said, you realize, and Kim, this is kind of, I'm giving you a little statistic here. Walmart does more in sales than number two, three, four, and five retailers in the world. So they're right. bigger than everyone. This is a game changer. You, I think this could actually stick. I'm not going to go in and get a cell phone at Walmart because to me, it's still, I'm kind of a snob. <laughs> does that make sense? Well, you're honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm honest. You know what? I have to admit, I mean, when I went to Walmart, I was kind of overwhelmed Okay. Um, by just the sheer number of people and the sheer number of stuff. And I was actually went to Walmart to buy my son a big wheel. You remember big wheels, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I was in Walmart a couple of years ago to buy a big wheel. And I couldn't find it, and uh, I found somebody with a little red coat, and I said, can you find them? They just, they said, certainly, ma'am, right here, here's your big wheel. You want me to carry it to the cash register? I was very impressed by that. Okay. So, you know, you might just want to give it a shot next time you're around. You just say, you know what, I'm going to take Commando's advice, and I'm going to Walmart. Would you sign up for a cell phone through Walmart? No. No. <laughs> Because I like my iPhone, <laughs> yeah. and it's and I don't want one of these uh, little LG or Samsung electronic phones. I like to be able to surf the web, get CNN, um, work with my apps, and be able to send text messages the easy and fun way. And and really, I still think that the iPhone is is probably the best phone that's out there. And unfortunately, the network that it runs on is not the best network. And so. In Europe, you can buy an iPhone on any network that you want, yeah. and in the U.K., but here in the United States, we're still stuck with AT&T, at least until Verizon may come forth. And, and that's what the rumor is. It's that sometime next year is that Verizon is going to be coming up to the plate, and you'll be able to use your iPhone on Verizon. And I know you can jailbreak the phone because there are probably people listening saying, well, I can put my iPhone on Verizon right now. Yeah, well, you can, but then you violate all the warranties, and so that's why we don't talk about that. Now, with that said, here's what I want for my next cell phone. You're talking about the iPhone, and I still haven't gotten that far. I want a 1996 cell phone. I want something big and, and clunky like the size of a shoebox. You know, you could get that now. You Can get I? a netbook. Yes. Okay. You just carry around a big old netbook, and then you look like a real doofus opening up a netbook to your ear and start talking. <laughs> so. I, think, I think retro cell phones are going to come back, and bigger will be better. Oh, I don't think so, really. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I mean, you remember the brick? That's not a good deal. Um, you don't want that. You want to be able to you want to be able to surf the web and do everything. But the netbooks, they are coming down and a lot of folks are starting to use them as their cell phones because you can get a cell modem tied to it. Yeah. And then you can use VoIP, you can hop online and do everything. We'll have to talk about netbooks on a future episode, Kim. You got it. With that said, thanks for joining me. It's Kim Commando. You can hear her Sundays from 1 to 3 on the station, Sundays from 1 to 3 and 9 to midnight, and she's a digital goddess. I refer to her show as kind of a, a digital lifestyle show, in large part, going over some of the reviews. And again, like you heard, she's an iPhone user. She'll tell you that it's functional and, and how to integrate it into your lifestyle. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up at 11 o'clock, we'll have Erica Sandberg talking credit. So if you're in credit card debt, if you've got credit issues, if you've got bad credit, if you want to know about credit, we're going to talk about it from 11 to 12 dates. Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Cut and uh, eyes that burn like cigarettes. 
Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. A little cake there for you. Have some uh, cake with your morning breakfast. Tamiflu. Listen to the radio show yesterday. And does anyone else, by the way, think that the promo where our station says start your day with Armstrong and Getty and end it with John and Ken? Don't you think there should be have lunch with Rob Black or something in there? Why am I so ignored? Why am I not loved? Why am I the ugly, ugly redheaded stepchild of Clear Channel? I, I don't know. Anyway, Roche today. They're a big drug company. They said uh, they their earnings beat forecast. What does Roche make that's so cool and inspiring in this day and age? Tamiflu. Demand for Tamiflu due to the H1N1 swine flu pandemic. They see higher drug revenues for the full year. Tamiflu outstripped expectations in the third quarter, and Roche raised their 2009 forecast for drug, both overall drug sales and flu medicine. If you see your kid turning blue, if he seems kind of ashy, if he's wheezing, take him to the hospital. He's got swine flu. They're saying that the only real flu going on out there at this point in time is swine flu. So if uh, you see your kid, they're the ones who are at danger. Not you and me, but your kids. Now, sales of Tamiflu more than quadrupled. Roche is a French company, so two billion francs in the first nine months. Avast and also underpinned uh, growth with uh, nine months sales up twenty six percent. So Roche doing incredibly well. It's kind of interesting. There's an article in the L.A. Times today talking about real money being spent on virtual goods. This will almost anger you. People are buying online clothes, you know. Hold on, wait, wait, let's let's stop here for a second. You know what it's like to go out there and spend money at Costco. You know what it's like to spend money at Safeway or Starbucks. It boggles your mind to think that virtual goods, we're going to spend $1 billion on this year and $1.6 billion in 2010. Now, again, what's a virtual good? Think of it as anything online. Anything online. It could be a fake flower over at Facebook. It could be an avatar or a magical shield for Warcraft. The Buku estimate of $1 billion plus billion, it's unbelievable, but it's entirely credible. One of the striking Silicon Valley stories of the past 12 months admits this great recession that we're in has been the forward march of the Internet as a means of making or saving money, even as online advertising is swollen. Now, virtual goods are only a sliver of this trend. The move toward on-demand web-based business software services, like payroll, it's advanced. As companies look for ways to trim costs, but that just seems sensible when digital doodads seem silly. Now, again, it, it, virtual world versus real world. A quick way of explaining this would be Intuit's Quicken, where you can go out and go to Best Buy and buy Quicken and spend $39 for the software. You can get TurboTax and spend $39 for the software, or you can do it online. Now, what's interesting to do to note about that is the online angle has much, much higher profit margins. Think of technology a couple ways. There's hardware, there's software, and there's services. The services is where there's good money. The software is where there's pretty good money. The hardware, a little less much so. So IBM and HP, they both make computers or big old servers. At some point in time, we don't know the difference between an HP server or a Dell server or an IBM server. It may come down to a cost per megawatt. It may come down to uh, uh, what are we spending this for? So hardware, not a lot of margins. It's very, very thin margins. Dell made their money on volume and low-cost manufacturing, not on the hardware itself. Now, you're seeing everyone going to these business models of services and online. 
So expenditures on virtual goods are best understood as discretionary entertainment spending. But again, there's some real stuff out there, you know, accounting and payroll. So 10 bucks spent on web amusement might prove more gratifying than a movie or a batch of tokens at Dave and Buster's. So I'm a little bit surprised by these numbers. One billion plus dollars on online services. Mind boggling to think how many people are using social networks at this point in time and doing things like sending faux flowers to their their little buddies and uh, trying to hook up that way. People are trying to move as quickly as they can inside this this market. Facebook, for instance, has a lot to gain. Now, inside Facebook, um, lots of money to be made. And just to give you an idea, there's a conference going on in San Francisco about virtual goods. Serious startups. If I was 60 years old and I didn't save enough money for retirement, I would consider starting a business that sold virtual goods. Something you could do from your house. Give you an idea. I like the, a painter named Josh Agle. Um, Josh Agle, he goes by his last two of his first name, S-H. First two of his last name, A-G. So he goes by Shag. Now, what I saw on eBay was people copying his style and selling Shag-like paintings. Not Shag paintings. You can't afford a Shag painting at this point in time. You probably could, but long story short, they were, they were, they were pricey. A couple of years ago, $3,000. Now, fifteen dollars to $20,000. Anyway, um, people were coming up with this virtual business, online, eBay, selling real prints. But even more so, you're going to see more virtual worlds created. People will start selling online Shag ripoff paintings that you could put on your online house. So just it's worthy of noting that this is a big industry, $450 million in 2008, $1 billion in 2009, and $1.6 billion in 2010. Now, I find that an interesting study to track. Do you have a hybrid car? And if you want to comment on anything I've said today, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. When I got my hybrid, I kind of laughed because you can't hear the engine. And when you can't hear the engine, you could sneak up on homeless people as they're crossing the street and, and almost run them over. Or you seriously, if you're a little 10-year-old kid, I'd be petrified out of my mind because you can no longer hear cars coming up on you. So we live in a different world. Get this. Hybrid makers are now starting to think about adding fake noise to the cars as a safety feature. For decades, automakers were always trying to make cars quieter. You know, we would actually uh, soundproof our cars. They finally succeeded. <laughs> hybrid vehicles, plug-in hybrids and electric cars, not only reduce air pollution, they cut noise pollution. So safety experts are worried that hybrids pose a threat to pedestrians, children, and others who can't hear a car approaching. And they want automakers to restore some digitally enhanced room. So just as cell phones have ringtones, we're starting to think about car tones. Now, what's really odd about this is car makers have hired Hollywood special effects wizards to come up with some customized engine noises. For instance, there's going to be a new car called the Fisker Karma. It's an $87,000 plug-in hybrid expected to go on sale next year. It's going to emit a sound pumped out of speakers that are mounted onto the bumpers. Pretty neat, right? I mean, this is just odd. And it's going to be a cross of a Starship sound and a Formula One car. And again, some guys like the sound of a room, you know, they feel that power. Be kind of funny if we put one of those, you know, super motor sounds on a teeny tiny little Toyota Prius. Nissan's consulting with the film industry on sounds that could be emitted by forthcoming leaf battery electric vehicles. Now, Toyota has been working with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the blind. Didn't think about that. The blind crossing the street, they can't hear a car coming. Now, one possibility is choosing your own noise. Debate is going on some different options. 
the notion that, you know, plug-in hybrids might be too quiet has gained backing in Congress. So Congress is getting involved. When they should be working on our recession, they're starting to decide on whether or not Pedestrian Safety Enhancement Act of 2009 uh, would require a federal safety standard to protect pedestrians from ultra-quiet cars. Interesting to note. You know, I don't think any of us know of any direct related injuries to this, but it's an interesting problem that's a byproduct of exactly what we wanted. Unintended consequences. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. To get your calls in the air, it's Rob Black Show. Rob Black. Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Phone calls are a little light today, so I'm stretching with my content. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. You don't have to be shy in any way, shape, or form. The Dow's playing with that 10,000 mark, and will it or won't it, I don't care. Ultimately, I wish I didn't have to report on the Dow Jones Industrial Average, but I do because it's so widely known. S&P 500's down a point today, sitting at 1090. NASDAQ doing a little bit lower as well. Now, it's interesting to note, the one thing that I watch very carefully is the 10-year Treasury bond. And it's sitting at 3.4%, and it's been playing with 3 to 4% for the better part of a year now, playing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. What's interesting to note about it is, I don't know, maybe we've become spoiled. We're so used to the low cost of money 10-year United States government bond will yield you 3.4% right now, and that's not very much. It's not a good cost-of-living adjustment, a COLA. It's not. It creates problems. Thus, what it does is it pushes you to look elsewhere for yield. You start with the United States government. You feel good about that. You say, that's the safest loan I can make out there. That's the safest. I can lend them money. I can buy a bond, and they pay me back. I know that. But then you search for higher yield. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. And because the 10-year treasury is at 3.4, I search for higher yield in stocks and bonds. Because historically you can get it. Now Google, they said they plan to launch an online store to deliver electronic books to any device with a web browser. This is threatening to upset a a young market for dedicated e-readers dominated by Amazon's Kindle. Now Google said that it's going to launch Google Editions in the first half of next year, initially offering about half a million ebooks in partnership with publishers with whom it already cooperates where they have digital rights. Readers will be able to buy ebooks either from Google directly or from other online stores such as Amazon.com and BarnesNoble.com. Google's going to host the ebooks and make them searchable. We're not focused on a dedicated e reader or any sort of device of any sort of kind. Announcement comes a week after Amazon said it's going to introduce the Kindle into 100 plus new countries, but Sony is a big player in this too. Of course, Google saying, Eh, we're going to set our own standard. Let's go to Tim in San Francisco. Tim? Hi, Rob. Hi. Um, I have a question about long-term care insurance. I wonder if it's a good purchase for somebody in my position. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Tim. Um, I'm 61. Um, I had a heart attack in March of this year, and I had a stent placed in one of my arteries, um, one of my major arteries, actually. Other than that, I have really no health problems, no diabetes, no cancers, at least not yet. And... Um, I kind of I, I talked to an agent yesterday, and I, I think I got talked into buying a policy. Not yet; I haven't signed anything. Okay. Not finally, but um, it's going to be a, a four-year thing, and uh, it, that's the limit on it—four years. It's going to be about two hundred and ten dollars a month. 
uh, premium. That's not bad. Not bad. That's pretty cheap, especially for your age and with your condition. Hmm, okay. <laughs> I was just curious. And I'm not insulting you when I say your condition. No, that's, that's fine. That's fine. So you know, the insurance world, I had my uvula taken out. And uh, because of that, I was a heavy snorer, and because heavy snores tend to have heart attacks. Yeah. So I've been, I'm an insurance risk. So because you've had a heart attack, you're an insurance risk for sure. Right. That's and that's right. all I was trying to yeah. say about that. Um, what you want to do with that, Tim, is really take your time with the policy and read it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Is it four years of coverage in-house? Is it four years of coverage where a nurse comes to you? Um, how much can you use per year? Um, those are some of the big questions that you're going to want to initially see inside this this contract. On top of it, do you have to file a claim within 30 days? Do you have to file a claim within 90 days? Uh, What is the claim process like? You want to go with a better, well-known company. For instance, Genworth Financial. Genworth is a a great insurance company. It is. Okay. Um, But again, get to know that policy pretty well. And um, for the typical person, long-term care is is an insurance that you do want to start thinking about getting around 55, 60 um, if your parents had bad health and if your parents needed, you know, a, a nursing situation, but $210, um, not bad at all. Okay, great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Tim. So, uh, let me talk a little bit more about long-term care, just on the, the premise. Remember how I say you insure things that you can't afford to lose. You get health care because you've, if you got really sick and got cancer, you can't afford cancer treatment. So you get health care for that. Uh, long story short, you get car insurance because not because you're a great driver, but because, you know, one day your foot might slip off the accelerator and you'll bump into, you know, a lawyer. Uh-oh. So you get car insurance for that. You get you insure things you can't afford to lose. Now, long-term care is kind of tricky. It's kind of tricky. In large part, it's expensive. But what it's designed to do is protect you from spending your nest egg in retirement. So in his case, let's say he has a million dollars. If he were to have another stroke or heart attack, stroke, if he were to have a stroke and be, you know, rendered immobile, can't wipe himself, can't, you know, really function terribly well, um, can't tell if there's a fire, if you go up the stairs or down the stairs. My mom's had two strokes. Uh, My mom's not in good condition. And, you know, she has to have someone come by and help her with her medications and things along those lines. That's expensive. It's $100,000 a year for a nursing home aid in the state of California. It's expensive. It's crazy expensive. So you can see you can spend a million dollars pretty quickly in retirement with just bad health. So you get long-term care to protect that. Now, I, my dad worked till he was 58, died. Pretty fast, pretty furious. My mom, she's been able to manage her health. Now, then you look at your spouse. Long-term care to me is more of a spousal issue. For instance, when my dad got cancer, my mom took care of him. So she was his nurse. She was his aide. It's more of a, uh, an issue for women, in large part. Men die at 75. Women are going to live to the age 80. So it's that five years where the man's not around to help her out, so to speak, where if she does have a stroke, where she does have a heart attack, that someone can come in and, and take care of her needs. So I think long-term care is more of a woman's issue than a man's issue. Now, again, don't quote me on that because it is what it is. Let's go to Ambassador Fox in San Jose. How are you, Rob? Good. Ambassador Fox, how did you become an ambassador? Uh, I just signed up for with uh, Maker's Mark about eight years ago. Oh, are you, the, are you the person who got me at the Maker's Mark? I am the one who got you the booze. Did you know that you can get Maker's Mark at Safeway for 18 bucks? I'll tell you what, I was in Sacramento last weekend. I was rafting on the American River, and we're coming back, stopped by a liquor store, and a homeless dude sold me a bottle of uh, Maker's Mark for 10 bucks. 
a homeless dude, and you and you bought it from him? Well, I looked at the wax seal, and I knew it was legit because I've been there. I've dipped my own bottles. So you, probably what happened is he stole it. Hell no. I bought it from a homeless dude in a Dodge pickup truck. Anyhow, no. the reason I'm calling you, I think my mom's wasting her money on this long-term insurance policy. Long-term care? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's expensive. Uh, oh. does, does your mom have something that she could lose? Does she have, is she, she got a good nest, uh, net yeah, worth? The house is paid off. We helped her with that. Okay. Um, she's still working full-time. She's 75 years old. Uh, her mother died at 95 years old, and if she hadn't kept smoking until she was 93, she probably would have lived a lot longer. Yeah. So she's going to live a long time, and I just think she's wasting her money. It, it's one of those ones that's a gamble, though. No, I'd rather see her put it into her 401k. I would totally rather see her save it into her 401k, but ultimately, again, you don't plan to use it. You hope you don't have to use it. Exactly. But she, exactly. Is she in a situation where you would be able to take care of her? Oh, definitely. Most definitely so. And you would let mom move in, and she's senile, and she's, like, pooping on the floor. You have no... no I, wouldn't, I, would not, I would not care a bit. Um, I'm, staying, I'm at her house now, and I am okay. helping to take care of her. Okay. But uh, she's still, she's a tough old uh, Yankee. She's from Vermont, and she just wants to work, work, work. It's one of those situations where she may want to give up that long-term care insurance. It's it's mathematically it's That's if you use it yeah if you use it for one year, Ambassador Fox, it pays for itself. Right, but so, it, I don't see that happening. Two to four. I, I won't let her go somewhere like that. How much is she paying? Two to four thousand. Uh, actually, about I think fifth, right around uh, mid five thousand. Oh, I think a- she's getting ripped. That's a pretty expensive policy. It probably has a lot of uh, bells and whistles put into it. Yeah. So your call, my friend, but understand uh, she's it's there for a worst case scenario. And thanks for the call. You confirmed what I thought. Thank yep. you. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. And again, if you've got no money, if you've got no nest egg, you don't need to insure it. That's what long-term care does. It, it insures your nest egg. Life insurance insures your years of working age 20 to 60. 800-345-5639. This hour, the next hour. This hour was okay, but next hour is going to be fantastic. I got the one, the only, Erica Sandberg on. She's a credit expert. She knows credit like I know money. We'll talk about people get into credit debt. We'll laugh at you a little bit. We'll sympathize some. We'll teach you how to get out of it. We'll talk about credit scores. What What do they mean? Do we really care about them? Issues along those lines. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Bring it on. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.